Come on in. How wonderful to see you. Welcome to the offices of Earth Incorporated. You're listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. To say that today's guest's latest album is making a statement about social justice and climate change would be an understatement. Tales from the Earth Incorporated is a concept album about greed and the havoc it spreads around the globe, while also telling the stories of people whose lives are affected by others' greed. My guest's music has been broadcast on over 200 radio stations in North and South America, Europe, Africa, and Australia, as well as New Zealand. He has toured the U.S., U.K., and Ireland. And if all of that is not enough to pique your interest in what he has to say, he has won awards from grants from ASCAP, the Puffin Foundation, and the Center for Peace, Justice, and Reconciliation, as well as opened up for legendary acts like the Meat Puppets and Courtney Love, and he has performed and recorded with members of Pearl Jam, Yes, and The Doors. It is my honor to introduce today's guest, Dan Sheehan. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you, Marshall. It's been too long. <laughs> so we opened with Earth Incorporated, which, interestingly enough, is the last track from your album, mm-hmm. Tales from the Earth Incorporated. How did you come about writing this album, and why did you choose this to be the last track? I came about writing the album because uh, since around in the last half dozen years or so, I just became more and more proactively concerned about greed wreaking havoc around the world, causing a lot of things to occur. So that song, Earth Incorporated, is, is about the concept that if we stay on this path, eventually, you know, there's going to be a monopoly that essentially owns the entire planet. And that's kind of a look into the future, the possible future. <laughs> Hopefully it's a, kind of like uh, the film It's a Wonderful Life where it doesn't necessarily have to be the future. But that's why it's got more of a futuristic sound with the electronic music as opposed to the guitars and things. So it's at the end because it's a statement on this is where things could be going if we allow them to. And, and who's the female vocalist on that? That is my wife, Sherry. Very nice voice. Yeah. In your liner notes for the album, you state that historically artists of all forms have spoken to the social consciousness of those they have shared the planet with, from Picasso's paintings of the horrors of World War II to Marvin Gaye's Mercy, Mercy Me. When did you first realize that your music could speak to the social consciousness of those that you share the planet with? Well, I actually uh, had an album that came out in 2008 called The Dan Sheehan Conspiracy. And it had a song called Collateral Damage on it, which was interesting because it, was a, it came out as a collaboration with some students. I do some teaching of music production. And that was about the Iraq War, the one that started in 2003. The fact that a lot of people kind of said there was, there was at that time a lot of pressure to support that war. And there were definitely some strong arguments to not. So I wrote that song, and that was sort of the first foray into more conscious music. Then I actually made an album, Are You Conspirienced, which didn't get into things that much. But then by the time I was making Tales from Earth Incorporated, so many things were going on that were really raising my awareness, and I just decided to make an album dedicated to raising the listener's awareness on a lot of issues that they might not fully know about. Well, one of the issues would be indigenous people 
on on your album you have a track called Damn That River. It's a Latin rock track about indigenous Brazilians being displaced by a hydro dam project in the Amazon. I'd like to play that track, but perhaps you could introduce it for us. Yeah, so this is about a project going on in Brazil to create a hydro dam-based energy grid. Like a lot of things like that, it was something that was clearly going to benefit certain industries, certain companies, and it would be at the expense of the native people in the Amazon in Brazil because it was going to divert rivers, which meant that people that depend on fishing would no longer have the river where they live to fish, and their livelihood was really being threatened, and it still is. You know, people might are probably aware that just last year there were a lot of fires burning in this area of the Amazon as a result of a lot of activity there. So this this song is calling attention to these plans that are being done to bring profits to some people while displacing the indigenous people of the region. Why don't we take a listen to Damn That River? Sounds good. Sing the land So 
performed by my guest, Dan Sheehan. The music critic Rich Lynch wrote in New Jersey Stage, This bold political and social statement, Tales from the Earth Incorporated, is one rocker's attempt to raise awareness and social consciousness about issues like climate change, sweatshop labor, drug cartels, for-profit prisons, and the like, propelled by his capable rock band augmented with world instruments from South America, Africa, and Asia, as well as horns and strings. Can you tell us a little bit more about your band? I will. Anyone that might be listening that's familiar with previous releases of mine, for the most part, the instrumentation was straight-up rock-pop instrumentation. For Tales from Earth Incorporated, the album and the full-scale show, because I can perform it in a few different modalities, involves about a dozen musicians. We have a couple of horn players. We have Peter Furlan on sax. Vinny Kutcher on trumpet. We have some string players, such as Paul Lee on violin. We do have some world instruments. So that song, there was a break where there were some indigenous Brazilian instruments and also an intro and some other parts where John La Barbera, local multi-instrumentalist, was playing guitar and cavaquinho, which is a Brazilian instrument, and some of the indigenous percussion and whistle instruments you heard. We have Kevin Mbira, <laughs> Kevin Nathaniel, <laughs> who is an Imbira player, which is the uh, Southern Africa thumb piano instrument, playing on a song called Kimberly, which is about Zimbabwe. And we have Carmina Dye on vocals, who's a really great singer based in New York and putting a lot, a lot of her own music right now to great success. And she sang on Damn That River, and I think most of the songs on the album. Well, that's quite a group of musicians and instruments that you have there. You have a a rock funk tune, Riding Low and Flying High. It seems to have a money theme to it. Would you like to tell us about this track? Yes, well, as you know, that's the opener to the album, and because it's basically setting out what's going on in the world, which is just the pursuit of money becoming more and more important even even when it takes a toll usually on others <laughs> usually on on people uh, who are not the ones in this 
massive pursuit of money at all costs. And it actually refers to some of the things in the album, like it speaks of investing in diamond mines, for example, which is the subject of the song Kimberly. It refers to investing in guns and ammunition, which is the subject of a song called Cross the Border. So it's uh, kind of like the, the introduction of here's the growing mindset of a lot of people in the world. And then uh, the next songs are about the results of that pursuit and how it affects other people around the world. Well, well I have a, a quick question. You mentioned that it references other songs, other tracks, which I guess is what makes it a, a concept album. Which comes first, the concept or the album? How, how do you create a concept album? Well, in this case, the concept did come first. So, yeah, I just came up with the concept. I actually did a lot of research for this album, which is not something I would have done in the past, but I did research on the specific issues that are dealt with in the songs and found out about you know what was going behind some of these things, wrote lyrics according to that, and then the music was written largely, you know, I I would write things while driving down the street because I was feeling very inspired by the whole project. So I'd be driving down the road and a uh, melody would come to mind and I'd realize, oh, that fits this lyric. And I would literally like pull over somewhere and take my smartphone and turn on the voice record app and hum a melody. Sometimes I'd sing words that were completely different from what they ended up being just so I could go back and remember it. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you pulled off the road to do this. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we get back to money and greed and riding low and flying high? Gotta keep up with Joneses, gotta keep up with Smiths. Gotta keep up with Ramirez and that summer home of his. Gotta buy the biggest TV and finish the basement for the kids. Gotta buy a brand new sports car and press the post over rock the fizz. Riding low and flying high. Accumulate until I die. Gotta keep up with the Dow Jones build up that portfolio. Gotta get into big oil, diamond mines, and polio. Invest in weapons, manufacturing, and anything that sells. Until your soul lose a friend, they can all just go to hell. Riding low, flying high. Accumulate until I die. We'll sink the competition. Surely that's the quest Cut me in and I can tell you all 
Riding Low and Flying High from Tales from the Earth Incorporated, an album created by my guest, Dan Sheehan, Accumulate Until You Die. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the philosophy we're talking about there. On your uh, track, Ring Ding Ding, you mentioned uh, all the instruments that were played, but I didn't hear you mention a sitar. Is that a, a sitar that I hear on that track? Yes, it is. In fact, I was thinking exactly that. Uh, I was thinking that when I was mentioning some of the musicians, um, I did not mention Jake Brown, who plays the sitar on that song. He's also a talented guitarist, and he was a student at NYU at the time we recorded it. He was recommended by his sitar instructor. He came in, and we did a live performance, and I liked what he did so much that I asked him to play on the album. And what exactly was the disaster that you sing about? Well, there were actually two disasters in Bangladesh a few years ago. I think the most famous was at Rana Plaza in uh, the capital, Dhaka. And it's where a building where they make a lot of products sold around the world crumbled while there were workers inside. 
And then not too long after that, there was another case where a building burned down. And these there are buildings that were not kept up to code. You know, it's very cheap to make things in Bangladesh because they don't have the kind of regulations that we would have here, which would make sure that people were working in safer conditions. So unfortunately, the safety of these, these people was, you know, highly jeopardized, to say the least, due to people basically not wanting to spend money on, on keeping them safe. Well, I'm not going to play that track because I'm going to uh, have you tell our listeners how they can find it on the Internet. Well, it's available on most of the digital platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. For those that want to actually buy a physical copy, a CD, or download the album or even download individual songs, it's on bandcamp.com and I have a website that is simply net, which is a pretty good central hub for all of these things, if anyone wants to start there. Well, hopefully they, they will do that. The pandemic has affected artists in both negative and positive ways. How have you been dealing with it? Right. Well, I was on the verge of, I had, uh, last summer 2019, I did a lot of live performing including over in the U.K. and Spain. I was not doing a lot of performing for many months, so there was an unfortunate timing where I was about to return to doing more performing when the pandemic came about. I had several things booked in the States and in the U.K. as well. It's been a matter of adapting to doing these these streaming shows. The fact that I can't have the other musicians present because it's not safe so having to figure out how to do it solo. So the first couple of concerts I did was just me and an acoustic guitar, and I actually played songs from Tales from Earth Incorporated as well as some other material, because some of the songs from Tales from Earth Incorporated don't necessarily translate to doing just guitar and vocals. So then uh, one of the shows that ended up not getting canceled but converted to online was the Galway Fringe Festival in Ireland. I wanted to just do Tales from Earth Incorporated songs and present them as much in their, to their full extent as I could. So I went back to the mixes of the album and I remixed it so I could remove the vocals and guitar and do a live performance on vocals and guitar to it. And that's what I did for that. I also, just, just in the, the need to get the best sound possible because the internet is maybe not going to be kind when streaming. I you know, looked into some equipment and bought some equipment and really worked on the sound a lot. And I think this is going to be good even after the pandemic because I want to do some events remotely, maybe for places that can't afford to pay a lot of money. And they won't have to because there won't be the big travel expenses or having to hire the musicians. I still want to do the show with all the musicians, of course, but in some cases, this would be a great way to do the show. And even just when I, when I go, for example, to the UK, I'm usually solo for those shows. So I've developed a way to perform these songs with a lot of the instruments mixed in with, from the recordings, mixed in with live performance. You know, we're running out of time. I'd like to close with Zero Tolerance. In 30 seconds or less, what was the Kids for Cash scandal? That happened in Pennsylvania, and it was a couple of judges 
who conspired with someone that was running a for-profit juvenile detention center, and that person would profit more if more kids were being sent there for longer periods of time. That person gave the judges a lot of money to make sure that that happened. So it's telling the story of those uh, adolescents. We're going to close out with that. Dan Sheehan, I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to speak with me. And we're going to close out with zero tolerance. And thanks again. And I hope to hear from you real soon. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Mr. Radio.
nothing and just a slap on the wrist. Gotta send you.